0: Next up, Marcus Andrews, Director of Product Marketing at Pendo. Pendo is taking a stand for product experience, believing that the best product experience wins. They champion product teams that are data-driven, customer-centric, and strategic.
1: Marcus, what is Pendo? Hey, Pep. So Pendo is a software company that helps company build better software experiences. And so we have tools that help product teams build great product experiences. We have tools that help companies deliver a great experience to their employee internally.
0: What does the competitive landscape look like in your space?
1: Yeah, so it's really interesting. The space is relatively new product teams is where we started and product teams have been around for a long time, but they've really lacked tools. They've really lacked tools in the ability to be more surgical and data driven about their job. So the space usually is made up of analytics solutions and in-app guidance solutions and feedback and roadmapping solutions. Pendo does all of those things, but there's unique competitors in each of those buckets. Pendo's unique in that ability that we offer all of those things for product. Teams.
0: And what is something that Pendo is taking a stand on? What is the point of view?
1: Yeah, so our, there's a lot of things that come into our story, but there's a two big things. One is that overall, we think that product-led companies are really the future of business and that companies that take a product-led approach, they grow faster, they solve better for the customer, they create a better experience, and they just operate a lot better in a more modern way too. So that's a big one. I think that our point of view there is strong and well thought out and detailed. Our CEO has written the book called um, The Product-Led Organization that has a lot of that philosophy inside of it. It's not super unique in our category. I mean, I think you would think a lot of our competitors feel the same way about that. And so there's also like layers to that. And one that we are chatting about a little bit is like our approach to the product experience, how we think about data and how data should enter the product experience, I think is a little bit different than how other people think.
0: So in your marketing, are you guys mostly talking about why you need to be product led and why that matters? And how do you balance that? We're talking about how Pendle helps you do that.
1: Yeah. Part of the larger story is the value of products led, but I think more so, I think everybody gets that and everybody knows that. And that is a story that a lot of companies believe in. So for us, it's more about like, how do you then do it? And the framework isn't new, but there's an old way and there's a new way. There's an existing way, which is the status quo that a lot of companies go about trying to be product-led. And a lot of those companies can do an okay job, but a lot of the times they deliver a mediocre product experience. Then there's a new way. There's a the way that companies who are really succeeding in doing things differently, they're doing things pretty different than the status quo. So that's kind of a lot of our story is that like, we don't want to just help you go product-led. We want to help you get it right. We want to help you nail it. We want to help you do it in a way that's going to be sustainable and really help you stand out.
0: So then that means that you guys are trying to attract a company who is already either believing that story or is buying into your story, but then who are you trying to repel
1: Yeah, so I think there's a pivot point with product led companies or companies who are trying to build a great product experience. There's companies who take it seriously, and they really believe in the product experience and how hard that is to do and how much attention it takes. So guides are a good example. So one of the things that Pendo's offers is in app guidance. And it's a tool that helps you build onboarding help communicate with customers help raise awareness of things in app. And there's a lot of solutions where you can just buy guides and toss them in the app and operate on kind of instincts and gut feel and say like, you know what? We need this guide here because we're trying to do this thing. And those are the folks we're trying to repel just because we think there's a much better way with guides, right? Like guides often overdone, they're often unmeasurable, they're often not based on data. And that's when they fail and they become annoying. And so Pendo's very much on the side of, you know, if you're going to use the guides, they should be data driven, they should be helpful for the user, they shouldn't be annoying, they should have a clear goal. You should probably not use them in a lot of situations. And that's our point of view. And we've also built product to support. That as well. So when you use Pendo for guides, there's tools inside the app that make sure that they are data driven, that you can test them and that you're thinking about bringing them down at the right time. So that's an example. I think like anybody can implement some of these product led strategies and invest in the product experience, but you use Pendo when you really want to get it right when you're taking it seriously when you want to be extra data driven and extra thoughtful about the product experience.
0: So where exactly are you telling those stories and putting that stake in the ground? Is it like social, your website, the email drip campaigns? Like how does somebody in your sphere of influence get exposed to that story?
1: Yeah, I mean, we want to start where our audiences live, and where the places they care about. And I think we do a pretty good job of that through partnerships and different campaigns. But yeah, ideally, everywhere, we're telling this story, right? So it's like, there's the one story, it brings to life, our differentiated value prop, what we care about, what we stand for, how we think about this space. And then we deliver it in our marketing campaigns on our website, in our sales, through our sales team, and then also in the product. And so you get this very clear identity and understanding of what Pendo is all about. Everywhere. It's probably not the case today, right? Like that is the challenge. That is why I have a job and product marketers everywhere have a job is because doing that's really hard. We're like five, 600 person company, you know, rapidly growing startup that is in a space that's evolving quickly. So pulling together all of those different teams across marketing and product and sales, and getting them aligned around a single story for a complex product is for sure the challenge, but it's stuff I'm working on really like, actively like right now.
0: Well, tell me more about that. So how do you make sure that everybody is on the same page? So there's a social team and the email team and the content marketing and all these various people who are shipping content of various forms. How do you communicate it? How often do you meet? Where does it live? All that stuff.
1: Yes, I mean the big thing is you need a framework or some sort of system. It's going to be a strategy that comes from your CEO, your product leaders is where it starts and like if that's not clear, it's hard to deliver a clear story, but a strategy that turns into a story, I think is the way to think about it. So your story isn't like made up, it's not just what the market wants to hear, it's not just what will sell, it's actually representative of what your company is trying to do. So having that set up in place, right? Like you have to have the way to turn the strategy into a story and then you take the story And I think you have to test it. You got to make sure it works. You have to make sure people believe in it. You have to make sure like leadership is bought into it and you've got a good story. And then you also, for marketing, I think the very best thing to do is to then to just tell that story to marketing like a lot. And so everybody's probably heard you pitch it run through five slides in the slide deck at least once, like at the marketing team meeting and individual meetings, whenever there's something new, and it lives in a deck, right? You've got like a five slide deck that brings it to life. And then it also lives on the homepage. I think it's important for the homepage and that deck to match really tightly and in the homepage you can tell pretty much the whole story. And then Yeah, it should also live in the sales deck. So I'll just list off some bunch of documents here. But I think there's like a story deck, there's the homepage, there's the sales deck, sales deck usually has more inside of it, because there's other tools the sales team needs, but that story lives right at the beginning of it. And then quarterly, it's really important to update this as product marketers, that's sort of the job to deliver some sort of positioning doc messaging doc that you launch quarterly that gets out to your different teams. So, is
0: there also some sort of a story police? How will you find out if anybody in,
1: in these channels has been sending out the wrong message? Yeah, that's good. It's important. There should be story police. But one thing you have to keep in mind is that, like, you don't want to be the story police, right? Like, If anything, there's a reason why someone is changing it. And it's not because they don't know what to do. If the sales team has turned your 25 page deck into a two page deck, that's not a bad thing. They're just trying to optimize for whatever there is, like they're trying to optimize for their specific audience. And so you need to help them. And so I think that's one philosophical thing, right? Is that like, you create the foundation and whatever the structure of this house and then people are going to come and they're gonna fill things in how they want and that's okay because they're operating inside of the structure that you built for them so it's good but yeah this being the story police is part of the job and you need to make sure that you call it out when you see it so this happens a lot this happens with i think of it like a Venn diagram it's like there's three bubbles inside of your Venn diagram there's what the market cares about what your marketing is and what your product does and like Product marketing has to always be pulling those circles together. Example of this is like, let's say you see your marketing team branch off and start writing content or creating campaigns around something that is super interesting to the market, but has nothing to do with your product, or your company story. So they're like, oh, everybody's talking about artificial intelligence. We're going to start creating a bunch of content and run this campaign around it. So your job as a product marketer is to say, wait, guys, that doesn't make any sense with our company story and our product. And so that's being the story and the product and the positioning police is 100% a job of product marketing. And you need to be that voice. It doesn't mean that you're telling people not to do certain things or like, whatever, but it is important for you to be that voice. And when you see something that is off to speak up and to call it out and to try and help them figure out ways to pull it back towards the company story and the product.
0: And how is this all tied to overall company strategy in terms of like Pendo is here today, wants to be there in a couple of years, there's some sort of a strategy. Is everybody clear on what the strategy is and how does that jive with your messaging?
1: Yeah, as those big strategic decisions are being made, then they filter into the story. So I think the way it kind of works at Pendo, the way I've seen it work at a lot of companies is that the strategy is built and the strategy is set up. And it's always a bit of a work in progress. But smart companies, they pull in the marketing team and the product marketing team. And they're like, hey, how do we articulate this strategy to the market? And let's spend a lot of time like jamming on that versus launching that and then trying to do some marketing around it later. And so we're at the stage right now where we've got this new, like the Pendo product and the Pendo strategy is evolving rapidly coming out with all sorts of new things. And the story is evolving rapidly too. So we're trying to like really rapidly iterate on both those things at the same time, because as soon as that strategy is understood and locked in, we need to have new positioning and a new story that reflects that. And so like if our website and our story don't match, if our sales deck and our strategy don't match, we're in trouble. And I think people know that. So trying to figure those things out together is what we're doing.
0: So your messaging and positioning are very evolving. They go with the times. How would you know when it's time to change the story or let's say like adapt it to a new reality?
1: It's sort of always, I mean, I don't know how other companies are, but I think when you're a company that's growing and maturing as quickly as Pendo and in a market that's growing and changing as quickly as Pendo, you sort of have to examine it pretty often. So whatever we work on today and roll out, like, am I confident that in two years, it'll be exactly the same? Like, no way. It's like, we're going to stick to the same big ideas and unless the market radically changes, but that's unlikely to happen. The idea of the product led organization isn't going away. The idea of Pendo, Core story and positioning isn't going away, but for sure, we've got to examine it every single quarter and we're looking for things that have changed. Has our products changed dramatically? Has our market changed dramatically? Has our marketing not changed in a way that it should? Examining that every quarter is really important.
0: What does Pendo compete on? So you have a number of smaller companies that are competing with you in these different bubbles, I guess. So is your, how you win, is it all about the product-based differentiation, meaning the all-in-one aspect that you mentioned, or is there other stuff also going on?
1: Yes, we've definitely got a great product, right? We know that we have to be able to go head to head versus other great products and win in those instances. So we are really good. But the main reason anyone should buy Pendo and people should think about Pendo is because you want more of a complete system to build a great product experience, right? So like, I think to build a great product experience, you need to be data driven, you need to be in control of your own destiny and not overly reliant on engineering, you need to be able to not have a million point solutions that aren't talking to each other I need to have data and a clear view of that and you really need to be product led kind of versus human led so also the companies that if you just want a point solution and you think that you just need analytics and that's how you're going to build a great product experience there's another reason Pendo probably isn't for you because our approach our company strategy was to really look at this space and to say all right there's a lot of things that really good product team needs to deliver a great product experience we're going to build all of them at the same time we're going to take all of these and we're going to build them and we're going to get really good at all of them. Other people's strategy has been like, let's build this one point solution and get really good at it. And so part of our approach and our point of view and our story is about the importance of that system. It's a big bet that Pendo made early that has been really successful for us. People, our our happiest, most successful customers, they use multiple products in our suite and they use them together and they really like the intersection of these products and they like how they work together. And that's different. That's at least for now, that is very unique, a unique approach to the space.
0: So Pendo, like in many other companies that are competing on, let's say, product innovation, you also want to look in the future. So like five years from now, you might have a competitor that can match you in terms of features. What kind of moats are you guys building in terms of brand? Are you trying to cement yourself as the number one brand when I think about product-led growth or what's going on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot that we're doing. So we've invested a lot in brand, a lot in community. We have a massive products led community with the product collective that is huge. It's a big content based community full of product managers.
0: Where does it live? And what does it look like?
1: Yeah, so we have a website. So productcraft.com is the online community, and that's sort of the content home. And then there's also a big Slack community. So those are two big things, right? Like we're investing in content and community, those are massive. I think our CEO wrote the book on the product led organization, another big play. We're investing a lot in events and community and content as well, and take brand and company story and product marketing really seriously. So absolutely. I think it's a way for us. To differentiate and sort of a signal to the market, too, that like we're very invested in figuring this out along with people. We're in a space that's pretty new. And so I think it's important to show that, right? Like we're not just building solutions for these teams, like we're actively trying to advance the community, trying to build the craft, trying to help people get jobs, trying to give people strategy and resources, too. So, yeah, a lot of big investment there.
0: And other, other companies pushing the same narrative, product-led growth, OpenView and product led Institute, are these like partners in like pushing the narrative and cementing your position in the industry or is there also competition in terms of like, no, no, it's our narrative.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of competition. The companies you mentioned are our partners, right? So talk to OpenView today, like they're an they're a VC. They're very product led growthy, but we care about the same stuff. We're trying to help companies adapt to a change in the world, which is the way that people buy and, and try software and learn tools has changed. And we think that there's a big advantage to companies that can adapt to that. And OpenView cares about that from like a VC portfolio point of view. We care about it from like a B2B software point of view. There's for sure other companies in the space that actually advocate and tell similar stories and similar messages. But it's good. I think a rising tide situation is happening. It's important for us to stay differentiated and to make sure we have a unique point of view and that people know that. And there's a lot of the same like strategies and tactics that are happening to try and build community and tell a story. But yeah, that's in I think this current market is at a very interesting place where it's time for companies to really differentiate and start to own certain narratives inside of this larger one.
0: How does brand and product marketing work together here? Which initiatives are pushed by brand and actually who's influencing whom? Is there a top-down approach here or how does it organize on the inside?
1: Yeah, so definitely it's something that marketing leadership is thinking a lot about and we're just collaborating on different things. So it's like how we collaborate on the company story and the positioning and then the website. You sort of have to have a lot of people in that working group. But I mean, definitely it's like the VP of product marketing, the CMO, the director of brand product marketing, those are a lot of the players. And we all have sort of pretty clear swim lanes in terms of like who owns what and how we think about different things. But it's also a little blurry too. So you just got to get in the room and talk about stuff. I think the easiest way to do that is to sort of like always be talking about it, always trying to share and do it through the lens of a simple story. But yeah, product marketing is working a little bit more on that core story and what it looks like and how it's going to get rolled out to sales. And then brand is working more on like, how is that going to translate into the website and into creative assets and that sort of thing
0: and the book your CEO wrote and the community where does that report or who decided that you need to write a book about it
1: the book came out before my time so I don't exactly know who decided that but our ceo is he's an extremely, like you know a lot of it is what he cares about and what he's passionate about and like why he started the company right so it's like these are things that he's fired up about that he has a lot to say about that he has a strong point of view about so when he wrote the book i think it was part of like hey we need to really articulate our point of view but also like champion this stuff but yeah it was highly involved with we have a director who kind of sits in communication and brand and she was super involved with it and helped shaping the message and helped turning a lot of what is inside of a CEO's head into a book that makes sense, a business book that makes sense.
0: Love it. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Marcus.
1: Thanks for having me, Pap.